Welcome to Eagle's Nest Forum with Dr. Beecher Moorfield, an internationally known expert on biblically-based leadership and minister-to-ministers who will share thoughts from the Word of God on successful living. Now, let's join Dr. Moorfield for today's message. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Isn't the Bible amazing? It just ties it all together, doesn't it? I'll tell you what. Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. There are too many Christians today who want to sit in the seat of the scornful, badmouth everybody that's trying to do right, complain and bellyache because they can't get what they want, and they scorn everything that's going on. They want to sit in the seat of the scornful rather than be girt about the loins of truth. You see, you can't be girt about the loins with the truth and sit in the seat of the scornful at the same time. You can't do it. If you're girt about the loins of truth, you can't sit down. I don't know if you realize it or not. I'm talking about spiritually, spiritual point of view. You can't. Because if you have on the whole armor of God, you will stand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Show me a saint, spiritually speaking, I'm not talking about praying now, but show me a saint that's crawling on his knees, and I'll show you a saint that has not got on the whole armor of God. Show me a saint laying on his back, I'll show you one that ain't got on the whole armor of God. Show me a saint that's bowed over and can't get up straight, I'll show you one that's not wearing the whole armor of God. Show me one sitting down on the job, I'll show you one that's not. I, I know what it says here. I know we raised up and made to sit together in heaven places of Christ Jesus, but in heaven I don't need my armor on. Just a thought. You don't put on armor to go see your children. You don't put armor on as a soldier when you're home on leave. Do you both, Frank? But if you're in combat now, you want all the body armor you can get on you. And we're in combat. Yes, we are. I don't need armor to come to my father. But I need armor when I'm confronting the enemy. Hallelujah to the Lamb. I don't want to come into the presence of God with my armor spotless and shiny. If I happen to come into the presence of my God with my armor on, I want it blood splattered with every devil got in my way. I want the blood of devils, if you can understand what I'm saying, the imagery of that dripping from the sword. I want the entrails of devils dripping from my shield where I've smashed them and trodden on them with my feet that are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. All of these are things that we in the body of Christ need to be keenly aware of in this hour. That one, we are growing up into the fullness of the measure of the stature of the Lord Jesus Christ. Two, that we are having our senses exercised to discern between good and evil. Allowing the anointing that is in us and our faithfulness in that anointing to bring our eyes back to the clear vision God has given us. 
constantly anointing them with the eye salve, constantly anointing our ears with the, eye, with the ear salve that we may hear clearly the voice of God and his will and desire for our lives, constantly being able to smell, if you will, having nostrils that breathe in and breathe out the breath of God so that when we breathe on death, it gets out of the way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We, 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 we must have it. We must have it. Having all the armor of God so that when we stand up fully clad in the armor of God and the devil looks at us, he doesn't know who he's looking at. He thinks he's looking at Jesus. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, that will scare the hell out of the devil. If he ever thought that he had to come face to face up on Jesus again, Jesus already walked through hell in indignation, defeated every demon in hell, and bruised the head out of the house of the wicked. The devil still carried that bruise. His teeth are still broken. He's still paralyzed from that brain kicking that he took. Because that's what Jesus did. Jesus stove his head in with his heel. And the devil still remembers that. Next time you walk up to the devil, go clad in the armor of God. Go speaking with the voice of God as the mouthpiece of God. Go holding your sword like Jesus would hold it. Go holding your shield like Jesus would hold it. Wearing your helmet like Jesus would wear it. The breastplate of righteousness like Jesus. Shod with the preparation of gospel peace like Jesus. Having your loins girt with truth like Jesus. And just walk in and watch hell scramble to get out of your way. Hallelujah to the Lamb. That's what we're being called to, my brothers and sisters. Have on the whole armor of God. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, and rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in the high places. Wherefore, because of that, because of that, did you hear that? Because of that, look, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities, that's thoughts. Powers, that's demon spirits that work and do things. That's the ones that possess people. Spiritual wickedness in heavenly places, that's the kinds that rule over regions. The kind that Daniel prayed over. When the prince of Persia said, uh, when, when the angel came and said, I'm going to remove the prince of Persia and the prince of Grecia will come. That's the big dogs. Spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Now, Daniel was not even born again. But when Daniel prayed, that's what Gabriel, I mean, that's what Michael came on the scene to do. Are you seeing the picture? Well, if Daniel could do that, what should we be able to do? Oh, we've been recreated. Daniel wasn't recreated, but we've been recreated in the image of the Lord Jesus and in His likeness. That's why Jesus could say, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works. Why? Because we're in his likeness. Jesus hung on the cross and said, It is finished. The old covenant was done. And he, when he ascended up on high, he gave gifts unto men and he gave men authority. Jesus finished his earthly work and entered into his heavenly work. We entered then upon his work here on the earth, which is now our earthly work. And because he said we could do greater works, we ought to be doing greater works.
Wow. It's all about anointing. It's there in you. We have no excuse for not walking in this. I, I, I pray the things I'm saying does not cause somebody to feel put down or beat down. No, 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 no. You ought to be praising God and thankful to God. If you've never done anything in your walk with the Lord yet, you ought to be thanking God tonight that your best is yet to come. Hallelujah to God. If you've been going through battles and struggles in the past few years, get, you ought to be shouting tonight because your best is yet to come. You, you ain't, you ain't seen the best yet. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's waiting on us to be, to be it for us to get involved in it. Praise the Lord. But we put a, put on the whole armor of God. Let me ask you a question. Are you anointed to wrestle against principalities? Are you anointed to wrestle against powers? Rulers of the darkness of this world? Spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Have you been told to bind and loose? Have you been told to cast out devils? Then you're anointed to do that. Have you been told to lay hands on the sick? Then you're anointed to do that. These are just anointings that every believer has. We, we all have more anointings in common than we can even begin to imagine that we have differently. You don't have to be an apostle to lay hands on the sick. Every believer is anointed for that. Every believer is anointed to preach the gospel to the to every creature. Every, every believer is anointed to pray. What things ever you desire when you... That's, that's to you, the anointed ones. You're anointed to pray for anything you ask for and receive it because you believe it. Hallelujah. We're anointed. We're anointed to have the eyes of Jesus, the ears of Jesus, the nostrils of Jesus, to speak like Jesus, to touch like Jesus. We're anointed to give like God. Do you think God has ever given anything to anybody and wondered if he's going to have enough to make it through the week? Wow. may seem crazy, but God, I've, I've had the Lord tell me, give, give somebody everything you got in your pocket. That's $7 and a half. I gave him $7.50. That's all I had. And that bought the first sound system for our ministry. Praise God. I'm telling you, there's a God, our God's real. And you know something? I didn't have to worry about eating the rest of that week on the job. I went in the next day and somebody bought my lunch for me. I didn't even have to say anything about it. He just walked up and said, come on, Morfield, lunch is on me today. Well, great, all right. The next day, somebody else did it. The next day, somebody else did it. Had the weekend off. <laughs> and Mama did it. <laughs> Praise God. But I've never lacked for anything. And that's where we are. That's where we need to be walking with the Lord. When, you know, does the scripture not tell us that we are to be imitators of Christ? Think about that. And Jesus imitated the Father. Did Jesus ever encounter a situation that he couldn't handle? Guess what? You're anointed to do the same thing. In fact, if there is a situation waiting out there somewhere tomorrow where you're going to walk, 
that you cannot handle, you'll never see it. Because God will not suffer you to be tempted, tested, or tried above what you are able, but will with every temptation, test, or trial, every situation you encounter, make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. And if that means providing somebody's need, if that means helping somebody, doing this for somebody or that, or delivering somebody, casting out a demon, laying hands on somebody to be, if that's what that means, then bless God, just go do it and believe God because it's your assignment. Amen. How are we doing? Hallelujah. I'm just going to stop here for a minute. Anybody have any questions about what we've talked about so far? Oh, I must be doing a pretty good job teaching if y'all don't have any questions. <laughs> I'm only kidding about that. That, that. That's something that we should all strive to do is to do better today than we did yesterday. And not by miles and miles, just by an inch or two. Just think, if you only do one inch better today than you did yesterday in a year, that's 365 inches. Now, the near I figure, that's uh, 10 yards. That's a first down, ain't it? <laughs> so praise God. You, the thing about it is in football, if you keep making first downs, you're eventually going to score. <laughs> praise God. It might take you 10 years, but you're going to score. Praise the Lord. But that's, that's the whole point. Just take it one day at a time, one step at a time. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. To correspond with Dr. Moorfield, you may contact him on his website at eaglesnestforum.com or join him on Facebook at facebook.com slash Eagles Nest Forum. And be sure to subscribe to the Eagles Nest Forum YouTube page at youtube.com slash at sign Eagles Nest Forum. Join us again next time for another inspiring message by Dr. Beecher Morfield.